Well, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on, the Bible says, let everything that has breath, praise ye the Lord. Oh, come on, we can do better than that. Can we give the King of kings and the Lord of lords some praise today? Just, I don't know if you know or not, but just so you know, if you don't know, you'll know now. We're not actually in a funeral service this morning. We're actually among the living, and we serve a living God, and we serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and his name is Jesus. Okay, two of you are excited about that. I'm pretty happy about that. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Before we get started in the word today, I want to just have some some testimonies uh, from yesterday, because as Pastor was saying, it was so awesome. It was so powerful. We did a training yesterday morning and, and people got equipped to go out. And I mean, everybody was on fire, literally on fire out there. And it was so beautiful to watch. I mean, the way everybody was already, this church has amazing people that just have hearts to, to give and hearts to serve. And it was so wonderful to see. But then to see them equipped to go out already with that servant heart, but with the love and compassion to go and win the loss and tell people about Jesus, it was so powerful to watch. I told my wife, I was so blessed. She, she texted me yesterday. She said, how's it going out there today? I said, it is powerful. She's like, really? I said, oh, yeah, these people grabbed a hold of it. They're going for it. So I want to have a, a couple of people just come up and testify if you would, uh, Sister Joy, would you would you come up, please? She's like, it's like pulling. Hanapa. And uh, what is it? Uh, is it Lannis? Is that right? Yes. Is that is that your name? Is there is there another Lannis in here? Just come up. Come, come on up. And then Val, come up. Val, come on up. Okay, come over here, Joy. I'm, I'm on a leash today. Pastor put me on a leash. <laughs> I think I moved around too much on Friday night, so I told him I'm going to try to be, try to step into that pastoral anointing this morning and kind of just stay in one place. But uh, Joy was awesome out there yesterday, and she was in the food line. Yeah, praise the Lord. So I wanted her to testify because I personally witnessed her lead several people to the Lord one-on-one yesterday as they were passing uh, through the food line, and it was so powerful. So, Joy, just take a few seconds and just share with everybody today. Okay, yesterday when, I mean, I see these people every month, almost every month. Anyway, um, There was this guy that came up, and I always say, oh, how are you doing, and everything. And he turned around, and he said, "Uh, not too bad today. So I just said, oh, what's wrong with you? And he said, I can't say. I was like, "Hmm, okay, I'm not going to pry into anything. But anyway, I just said, do you know that God loves you? And, you know, followed the card and everything. And then he said, like, "Mm, I think. I was like, okay. And I said, do you know where you're going if you were to die tomorrow? 
He said, yeah, I'm probably going to sinner's land. I was like, oh, okay, that wasn't part of our practice now. It literally, he, he had us practice everything and he, he turned around and he said, oh, I'm going to sinner's land. I was like, oh, so determined. I was like, so here I am, I see him taking pictures. I, he must have seen my face go, okay, wait, not on my watch are you going? So anyway, I went through the whole thing. I said, you know, and I read him the scriptures and I told him about the Bible and I said, you know, can I pray for you? So I started with that prayer, you know, that blessing prayer. And I said, how's about you accepting Jesus? So I know for a fact where you're going today or tomorrow should it happen to you that you die and he said he came really quiet and he said okay and so when he prayed the prayer after that he started smiling and I said do you know that you're going to go to heaven just because you accepted Jesus in your life yes. <laughs> you, you could literally see like a total different the guy's whole face his whole countenance everything changed he was very frustrated, downbeat, downcast, but after they prayed, the guy was lit up like a Christmas tree. It was so awesome. Lannis, if that's your name. <laughs> Just sh now, this is powerful because she told me she was very nervous yesterday, and she had to like really overcome the fear that was trying to come on her, even to step out in faith to share with somebody yesterday. And it was really powerful because I would have never known, and she didn't tell me till after that she was really struggling with fear while we we're out there. But she was on fire, and she has a powerful testimony to share with you. First of all, I want to thank you so much for coming and for teaching us how to do it. And when we went over there, you know, we had one practice before we left. And I went, okay, Lord, um, just use me however you want to use me. But I'm really nervous. So I tucked your script in my pants because I had no pocket. And so we went over there and um, I usually work at the food bank and we see these people, Joshua, every month. And we've been really good about asking them for prayer and they always tell us their prayer needs and we pray for them and then we let them go down the line. But yesterday, I could not believe my eyes as the people came through the food line and we were pulling out our scripts and talking to them, there were, we said that question, I think, which is so important. If you die today, are you assured of heaven? And I, this one girl that I ministered to, she went, well, the first question was, you know, God loves you and he's the plan for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you pose the question, if you die today, are you assured of heaven? She was like, um, I don't know, you know, and I said, well, you can be assured, and then I pulled out the script and, and uh, led her through the prayer, and so I was just amazed at how many people are hurting out there, how many people need the Lord, and we have let them go by, and I want to thank you because it just quickens my heart that there are so many people on this island we look at them, we think that they're fine. We look at them and we think, yes, we prayed for them, they're on their way. But inside, they're hurting and they need the Lord. So I want to tell you that it was so powerful yesterday. I was like just blown away. And um, it gave me courage <laughs> 
to now share and um, be a lot more bold about, you know, the Lord leading me to say, you know, talk to that person. You don't know them, but I know them, and I know their heart. And so I think if we are available, the word is availability. The Lord will use us as he did use us yesterday. So you guys got to get that script, and you got to get that training. Okay. Awesome. Come on, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. She, she was telling me, actually, she was ministering to a lady, a, a Thai lady, just a few weeks ago. And she said, man, I wish I would have had this script because she said, I ministered to the lady and the lady was very open, allowing me to pray for her, but I did not know how to close the deal. I did not know how to lead her to the Lord. She says, but now I know and I hope I see that lady again because I'm going to lead her to the Lord. Come on up. Don't, I won't bite. Okay. Just share with everybody yesterday because you were on fire out there. Every, every person, you were just grabbing everybody. I mean, if it looked like it moved if it looked like a if it looked like a creation you were going to preach to it yesterday <laughs> that's pretty much true and and the reason is because you know i feel like that i and i don't know maybe some of you felt this way too that we had embers glowing in the campfire I like the campfire analogy we had embers and we were very comfortable you know i'm very comfortable sharing my testimony you know but stepping into the next realm, you know, into sharing the gospel is not something that I regularly do. And so you ignited with your, with the script and everything, it, it ignited that fire. And so, yeah, you're right. I mean, the first thing that happened to me is that God pointed out this one woman that um, I also go out with the Church on the Beach outreach team and see these people, most of them, you know, once a month. I had seen this woman, but I had never really got to know her very well. So I go over to her, and I say, hey, you know, we had a conference this weekend, and we're doing this, this script. Would you mind if I, you know, uh, asked you a couple questions and that kind of thing? So anyway, the Lord led me to go ahead and do the whole thing with her, including the, the gospel. Even though she said she was a Christian, she prayed with me, you know, she repeat after me, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And then at the end of it, she said, oh, that's so perfect. My, you know, father and my uncle, they're pastors, and they're not around anymore, and I've had such a hard time. And so then that opened the door for her to tell me about some of the physical issues that she's been dealing with and how come it is. I asked her, you know, if she had a church, if she was attending church, and she said, essentially that um, her physical issues don't allow her to go anywhere. She's got all kinds of stuff that, you know, are a problem. And so she stays at home for the most part, and it's hard enough for her to come down once a month, you know, to, to join us. So I said, okay, well, let me pray with you, you know, about these physical issues, and we'll just see what God's going to do. And I'm believing that God's going to heal her. He's already healed her tremendously, and for confidentiality reasons, I'm not going to tell you exactly what from and everything. But what I will tell you is that she mentioned that she had cancer. And so that's part of the picture. It's not all of the picture. So I, as well, have cancer. I wrote a book, Victory Over Cancer, and I thought about, oh, yeah, I should give that to her. So after I prayed with her, she left. 
Carol Hernandez, and a lot of us know her. She's, you know, she comes to the church every so often. She used to come all the time. She's an evangelist. Her and Art, her husband, are evangelists. And she came beelining for me and said, Val, I saw what you did. Keep doing it. This one, I've been working on her, and, you, and she's got all kinds of problems, and you need to keep, keep talking with her and praying with her. I said, okay. So I said, what about Victory Over Cancer? Yes. Oh, give it to her. She will read it. Well, in Victory Over Cancer, there's all kinds of testimonies. I mean, the whole book is testimonies. That's why I wrote it. So anyway, she came back a little bit later. I went back over to her, and I said, you know, I wrote a book. It was called Victory Over Cancer. She just about over, you know, she beamed. She's like, yes, I would love it. I do. Oh, that would be great. And I said, I'm sorry I didn't bring it today, but I'll bring it next time. So anyway, it opened up a whole bunch of stuff just with this one woman. And then again, Carol comes over after she's left and says, Val, I'm so glad you're doing this. So there was confirmation, you know, that I had answered the Holy Spirit by going over to her, even though I thought I already knew her, even though she was a Christian, she still needed that touch, and she needed it through this program today, you know, yesterday. So I did that. I just wanted to say, you know, what happened with one other woman because it was really amazing. Um, I, I talked with her. She kind of hemmed and hawed when I said, you know, if you died today, would you, do you, are you sure that you would go to heaven? Mm, yeah, I, I think so. I said, well, how do you know that, you know? And she said, well, I, I have the Lord Jesus, you know, and I thought, well, that's, that's true, okay, you know, well, let's go ahead with this anyway, you know, and so we went through the whole thing, we get to the end of it, and she says, what a relief, what a relief, yeah, what a relief to know that she's going to heaven, to be certain that she's going to heaven, and that would not have happened had you not sort of kicked us in the rear butt kick therapy and, you know, ignited us. So thank you. Many, many more people, you know, came and went, like you said. Most of them, it was just to open up their hearts for prayer. You know, we went through the script, but most of it, it just opened their hearts, and so I learned more and more and more about these people. It was amazing. And how many, how many people did you lead to the Lord personally yesterday that were able to pray that prayer of salvation with you? I, I did it with everybody. Yeah, like, so, like, how many people? Well, I've got six names down here. Six people. Uh, six people. Lannis, how many people did you pray with yesterday and lead them to the Lord? Two people. Joy? Three? S seven? I mean, I don't, I'm not great at math, so if you can add that up real quick, but I mean, that's just three people, and that's how many salvations, how many souls we call, came into the kingdom of heaven yesterday. Come on, give Jesus some praise. That's awesome. Just, yeah. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Please. I volunteered her to do it. Okay. Well, my testimony is, is on Friday night, and um, as some of you know, I've been praying for a long time for myself to receive... Um, the Holy Spirit, my, my prayer language, and I never got it until um, Friday night, and, and I was sitting, yeah, praise God, yeah, I, I was sitting in the chair, and um, we're at the evangelist conference, I was thinking, you know, getting over fear, courage to, um, you know, to speak to people, and I remember um, praying and saying, 
okay, God, I don't, I don't need to know where you're going to lead me, where you're going to take me, where this is going to go, um, just as long as you're, you're with me, you're holding my hand. And then um, he called up people um, um, for their salvation, salvation prayer. And then he asked, he, he asked those of us who wanted um, to receive our prayer language. And usually for me, I'm hesitant, like I'll get into my head, sit down. There was no hesitation. I just got right up. And, um, and he, he started, you know, speaking, Joshua started speaking and, and praying, and I was just closing my eyes, and it's like God just told him that I was in my head, because he specifically came to me and said, you know, it's not in here, it's in your, it's not, it's not in your head, it's in your belly, I don't know exactly what you said, but I know I was in my head, and, and so I was like, oh, okay, God, and, and I was just saying, okay, I, you know, I was saying, no fear, I don't know what's going to happen, no fear. And, and when he, he made my hand touch my, my stomach, I just felt, felt something um, rise up in me, and I just felt like, um, like warm or heat, but not in a bad way heat, but like it, it rose to my face, and, and I just felt really, really hot. And, um, you know, he was just praying and encouraging and, and just, I don't even know what I said, honestly. You know, my, my tongue was moving, my lips was moving. I was trying to think, like, what did I, you know, how am I going to explain what I said? I don't know what it was. Um, and, and I just couldn't control my, my tongue and my lips. And, and I, I just, you know, I, I felt like my body was, um, my body was shaking. And, and I mean, I just, I mean, it was amazing. I'm just praise God and... And I'm like, it was just, it was just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's most of the time it's better not to know what you're praying because then you probably argue with God anyway. <laughs> That's why he gives us a heavenly language. Isn't that awesome, man? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus Christ is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire. And he's still baptizing people today. Amen. You know, uh, is there a video of the, the soul winners yesterday? Can we just play that? I don't know if there's vol if we can turn up the volume. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a hunger for the things of God. I am saved. I am forgiven. I am on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. That's awesome, man. The, those were two 15-year-old kids. They were so precious, and the Lord just touched them. And it was amazing just to see everybody love on them, and it, they got really blessed. It was so powerful yesterday. Praise the Lord. Well, Pastor, what, what time are we finished here today? Uh, 1045 ish Okay, 10 Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I know there were several people that had asked me about Southeast Asia and about Thailand and our, our trip that we were just there for the last couple of months. So it, can we just put up a couple of slides and just we can flip through them real quickly. These are um, they were asking me about the hunger in, in Thailand and they were saying, well, does God is God really moving like that in other nations? Is God really moving? Because all we see is negative stuff 
on, on the news and everything, and you don't see anything like this. But I'm telling you, the hunger is so, I mean, just look at the people. There's a hunger and a desperation for, for God like you've never seen before. I mean, those are the altar calls in some of the meetings. And we saw thousands of people give their life. That's a whole, there's probably over 70 people that night getting filled with the Holy Ghost. That was a line from the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's a other altar call. And, and it's just amazing that what God is doing because it's a nation that is, uh, you know, 95% Buddhist. And the gospel has been there for 200 years, but there's less than 1% Christian. And so, but there's a move of God happening right now in that nation. You know, as Pastor was talking about Miramar, this is a youth revival. Hundreds of youth getting filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, never been touched by the Lord before. People just begin getting set on fire. I mean, we saw young and old just getting smacked by the power of God. God touching people so powerfully. It's so beautiful to see. Um, but, you know, Miramar uh, is the borders Thailand and Cambodia and Laos and Vietnam and, and China. And everything is communism. Even to the south of Malaysia, everything's pretty much communism. But Thailand is completely open for the gospel. And we have a window to get the gospel out in Thailand and we're seeing an accelerated rate of the kingdom of heaven invading that land. And I believe with all my heart that before the return of the king, that this nation will be a Christian nation in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So all these people, they're all Buddhists. Just first time, never give their life to the Lord. Don't know anything about the power of God. First day in church, never been to a Christian church. The power of God hits them. They all get filled with the Holy Ghost. Just people getting hit with the joy, fire of God just falling all over the place. Just radical, man. You say, wow, why, why doesn't that happen here? Because there, there's a hunger there that people will, will drive for 12 hours through the mountains overnight for a touch from heaven. Like radical, radical hunger. And uh, so you see that and you can feel it in the atmosphere uh, during the meetings. There's people are pulling on the anointing. They don't come to church just because it's a re religious thing. They come to church to have an encounter. There is a desperation that every single person is going to have an encounter with God. This is everybody getting filled. That was the altar. If you go back to that one. That's okay. That's fine. Everybody, that was lines for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. People getting the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the Lord used us on this last trip specifically for, to go into different denominations. Huge denominations that have actually persecuted the move of God in the nation. And that have held back the move of, or tried to hold back the move of God in Thailand. Different denominations. I, I won't say their names, but I, you know, one rhymes with vegetarian. And... Uh, and but but they they have been trying to persecute the church. The Thailand is wide open for the gospel, but the only persecution in Thailand comes from the church persecuting each other. And so the Lord used us to bring unity amongst the churches on this last trip, and used us to go into different denominations: Presbyterian, Methodist, uh, Evangelical. All these different meetings. We had meetings with 70 pastors of evangelical, Presbyterian, Baptist, Methodist churches meeting. And I was invited to come in and minister on the Holy Spirit 
and get everybody filled with the Holy Ghost. So we're seeing a shift in Thailand and God is moving in that nation and God is moving in the nations of the earth. It's not just in Thailand. Now is the time for the body of Christ to rise up, to take territory, to do what God has called us to do. Now is the time to rise and shine for the Lord has given us this hour to take territory. This is not the hour of the devil and the Antichrist and his crowd. This is the hour of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's our time to rise and shine because he's given us the victory. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Well, let's just pray. Father, we just thank you for this beautiful day in paradise. Lord, we thank you for this beautiful island that you've created and all your beautiful people here in this land. Lord, we just look around and just see your majestic beauty, that your handiwork, Lord, your painting. It's so awesome. Who could ever deny you? It's so supernatural what you've done in this land. And I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity we have to come together to worship freely today. With no persecution, we can come and gather as your body to lift up holy hands and to worship you, Lord. I thank you, Father, today that not one person would leave this place the same way that they came. I thank you for the fire of heaven that will fall in this place today. I thank you that lives will be radically changed and transformed, not by might nor by power, but by your spirit. Lord, I just thank you for the rain of heaven, just as it is raining outside this morning, that the rain of heaven falls in this place. I thank you for fresh oil, a fresh anointing, a fresh fire upon this church and every person represented here this morning. Lord, make my tongue the pen of a ready writer. Anoint me, Lord, that I may speak your word boldly and accurately under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And I promise to give you all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I was just going to continue on the lines of the anointing of the Holy Ghost, but yesterday I was just kind of quickened in my spirit just to go a, a different direction. So if you, if you uh, would take your Bibles with me this morning, if you have them, and go with me to Mark chapter 11. And I believe that the Lord is going to give you an injection of faith today. And uh, you're going to leave this place today believing God for bigger things than you've ever believed Him for. If you believe that and you receive that, can I hear your amen? amen. Hallelujah. You know our God is a big God. He's a mighty God. He's an awesome God. He's a huge God. And there's no limitations with God, but the only limitation is in our mind. That's why, I, like the lady was saying, she was limited by what God wanted to do in her and through her the other night. When she came forward to receive, her mind was limited. You have to turn, you have to learn to turn your head off, open your heart, get out of your mind, get out of the natural, and by faith, step over into the supernatural. And you cannot do that in your mind. God doesn't, God is not, in, with all due respect, I know there's very intelligent people in this room, but you do not have the intellect to receive what God has for you with your natural mind. God is not interested in your mind. God wants your heart. Can you say Amen. God, man looks on the outward appearance, man looks at the, the natural mind, but God looks to the heart. So go with me. So just do that today. Make a, make a decision in your heart this morning that you're going to open your heart to the Lord. And I know many of you, you don't know me and this is your first time to hear me. But if you just came just to look at the man of God today or to listen to me, 
you're not going to get much out of the service. But if you put your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, if you open your heart and say, Lord, I'm hungry today. I'm thirsty today. I don't want to leave this place the same way I came. Come and touch me. Come and change me. Come and transform me. Your life will never be the same, not by the hand of man, but by the hand of Almighty God. Thank you for that one patty patty cake clap back there. Okay, so I'm just going to move along real quickly here. Mark 11, and go with me to verse 22 through 24. And Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Or it could be translated, have the God kind of faith. What is the God kind of faith? Well, God spoke. There was nothing in existence. And then God spoke light. And then boom. Light was. That's the God kind of faith. He says, have faith in God or the God kind of faith. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into this sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received And it will be yours. Everybody say, believe that I have received. You know, what is faith? Faith is basically trust. It's trust in God's word. It's trust in who God is. It's trust in he will do what he says he will do. And he's already done what his word says he already did. It's faith is assurance in God's word. Faith is not what kind of religion you are. Well, I'm, I'm Buddhist, I'm Muslim, I'm Presbyterian, I'm Christian. No, that's not faith. Faith is a living substance that is drawn from the living word of God that will produce living proof in your life. Faith is active. And faith has substance. There is a weight to faith. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So faith counts it done without any proof in the natural. Say, what does that mean? It doesn't matter what things look like in the natural. It's by my faith. Faith overrides the fact. What's, What's the fact? The fact is I got a bad report from the doctor. But the truth is, by Jesus' stripes, I was already healed. So it doesn't matter what the facts come and go. Facts change. But the word of the Lord is true. The word of the Lord is sure. And God's word will never, ever, ever fail. Hallelujah. So faith counts it done without any proof and the natural. And you got to make up your mind. I believe it. I receive it. You know, there's a there's a story. I got to watch my leash here. I'm going to step off the platform for a minute. But uh, there's, a, there's this story that I heard before. And uh, it's about this evangelist. And he went to go minister in this town. And he showed up at the church. And the church, the people at the church asked him, you know, the, the elders, they said, would you like to stay with the pastors? Because they got a very nice place that you can stay at. It's an extra room and everything. Or would you like to get your own place? And he was like, 
Well, but before he made his decision, they said, well, we must encourage you that if you stay with the pastor, his wife makes the best biscuits and gravy in all of the South. And he said, these things are like slap your mama good. And so he said, okay, I'll stay with the pastors. And so that night after the meeting, they went home and she was cooking the biscuits and the gravy and they sat around the table. And then he was waiting for those to come out of the oven. And he could smell them cooking. And he was like, oh, man. And so he could hear about to come out. And he comes out and he brings them to the table and he sets them down. Well, the pastor's son is also sitting at the table. So as soon as the biscuits and the gravy got set down on the table, the pastor's son licks his own hand and then touches every single biscuit on the table and goes, mine, 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 mine. And the evangelist just was like, what? you got to be kidding me. So the next day, they went to the service, and they asked the evangelist, did you get the biscuits last night? He said, no, she cooked the biscuits, but unfortunately, I, I didn't get any. And they said, okay, well, tonight, we're going to have her cook the biscuits again. And when she gets them tonight, you, you, you have to be the first one to grab the biscuits. Well, that night, he can smell those biscuits cooking in the oven. He's waiting at the table for them to come out. And then they come out and they get set down on the table. And there's the pastor's son again. He licks his hand and touches every biscuit. Mine, 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 mine. And so it really irritated the evangelist. And he said, you know what? I'm coming with strategy tomorrow night. If she brings out those biscuits tomorrow night, I know exactly what I'm going to do. And so sure enough. Here come the biscuits. On the very last night, the evangelist is in town. He hasn't had these famous biscuits. He's been waiting for them all week. And then the biscuits come out, and the boy is about to reach his hand. But the evangelist licks his hand, his own hand, and he hits every single biscuit. And the evangelist says, mine, 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 mine. And then the little boy looks at the evangelist and goes, like this. And then the evangelist, or the little boy licks his hand, and he goes, Yours, 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 yours. You say, what does that have to do with faith? Because that's how you got to be with God's word. Every chapter, every verse, you got to take it personally. It's mine, 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 mine. If he said it, I believe it, I receive it, it is mine. Man, you got to take the word of God personally for yourself. You know, many times the word of the Lord goes out for somebody. Man, if the word of the Lord goes out for somebody, I, I don't care if it's for somebody else. If I like it, I'm going to take it because I don't know if they're going to receive it anyway. But when the word of the Lord goes, well, I, that's mine. I take that. And if you don't take yours this morning, I'm going to take yours too. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you believe you have received. Faith counts it done without any proof of the natural. What does that mean? Okay, how many have ever ordered any something, ordered something online from Amazon or, or some kind of online shopping? Okay, the rest of you are living in the dark ages, I guess. So how many are not going to raise your hand today no matter what I ask you? Look at this, and then the hands go up. <laughs> You know, you're ordering something online. You're going through everything. You're shopping. You see what you want. 
and you like it and you throw it in the cart, right? And then you have all these items in the cart and then you go to the cart and you press checkout. You put in all your information and then you press checkout. When you press checkout on that online service, you believe you have received those items. You don't know where they're coming from. You don't know how they're going to get to you. But the moment you press checkout, you believe that those items are on the way to you. Well, that's faith in God's word. You see it. You read it. You receive it. You believe it. You take it. And then you speak it and you declare it over your life. Faith is a spiritual muscle. Can Can I have a little bit more in the microphone, please? Just so I don't have to put my lips on it for the next person that gets it after me. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) You, You believe it, you receive it, and then you speak it. And that's faith. When you, the Bible says, if you believe in your heart, and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So believing is not enough. There must be a confession, and your faith must be confessed. You can, it's not enough just to believe God's word. It's not enough for people out there yesterday that said, well, w- would you go to heaven? Yeah, I believe in God. That's not enough. The demons believe and tremble. There has to be a believing and a confessing of our faith. What are you speaking on a daily basis? What are you allowing to come out of your mouth? The Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it will eat the fruit thereof. What does that mean? Whatever you sow coming from your mouth is what you're going to reap in your life. If you're not happy where your, where your life is, if you're not happy in the direction that your life is going, change the attitude and the sound and the words that are coming from your mouth. I'm not letting life dictate to me how my life is going to go. I am dictating to life by the word of God, the setting the course of my life. I believe it. I receive it, I speak it, I declare it. The power of faith is in your believing and your speaking. You say, well, I I hope I get well soon. No, hope is not faith. Hope and faith are married. But hope alone is not faith. You can hope things are going to get better for the rest of your life doesn't mean that they're going to get better thank God for hope hope is important because without hope you cannot activate your faith if you lose hope you'll lose your faith completely hope is important people lose hope and they commit suicide but hope alone is not faith hope must be accompanied by your faith can you say amen so I hope I'm going to get better I hope I'm going to get well soon That's not faith. Faith is the assurance of God's word that I seen in his word that I know the doctor said that I have this problem in my physical body. But I also see in God's word, you know, in the Old Testament, the prophet Isaiah, he prophesied it this way. By his stripes, you are healed. Looking 
toward to the finished work of the cross. But Peter said it this way, looking back to the finished work of the cross, he said, by his stripes, you already were healed. So I know what the doctor says. I know the report of what the world is saying, but that's not my report. My report is from my heavenly doctor, Dr. Jesus, that by his stripes, regardless of how I feel, regardless of what I look like, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm only moved by what I believe in God's word. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. You can just go. You don't have to go with me there. But it says we have the same, we having the same spirit of faith. Everybody say spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. Faith is a choice, and you make the choice by the words that you allow to come out of your mouth. You look at Jesus. You know, the Bible says, today I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life that you and your, and your descendants may live. So we choose, how do you choose life? By the words that you allow to come out of your mouth. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Jesus walking with the disciples one day. He was very hangry. How many ever been hangry before? You said Jesus was hangry? How do you know? Because he was looking for figs on the fig tree. But the fig tree was an imposter because it had leaves with no figs. And when Jesus came to eat from the tree, he found it without fruit, right? And the Bible says every tree that does not produce fruit will be cut down and cast into the fire. So Jesus doesn't like fruitless trees, right? And so he sees the tree with no fruit, and he cursed the fig tree. He said, may no one eat from you again. In the natural, there was no difference in the tree. The tree looked the same way. But the Bible says in, in that very moment, when the words came from Jesus' mouth, the tree began to wither up from the roots. At the moment, the words came from his mouth. Your words are powerful. Your words can carry life or they can carry death. Choose life. The very next day, they come across that same fig tree and they see it completely dead and withered up from the roots. What are you speaking on a daily basis? What are you allowing? That's why we have to have our spirit man. We have our hearts filled with the word of God. Built up in the word, word of God. You, you cannot be spoon-fed just by your pastors every Sunday morning. When Pastor Aaron gets up here, okay, guys, come on, open your mouth. Mm, we're going to spoon-feed you the word. And then Monday through Saturday, you're getting your rear end kicked by the devil. That's not the life of the believer. Our life in Christ is victorious. He has given us the victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Monday through Saturday, 
Sunday should be a testimony of the goodness of God. Sunday should be a testimony of the breakthroughs that we see. Sunday should be a testimony of the souls that were saved. Sunday should be a time of rejoicing in the presence of God. Not dragging ourselves in because we got our rear end kicked by the enemy. Stop allowing the devil to kick your rear end. Get after the devil. The devil is under your feet. The devil is defeated. You have been given the victory through Jesus Christ. Well, I just don't feel like it, brother. I know nobody talks like that here, but where I'm from, they do. That's your problem. Get over yourself. It's not about feelings. Grab a hold of the word of God. Let it marinate in your spirit. Let it rise up on the inside of you so faith has somewhere to sit. Amen? Hallelujah. So, the Bible says, be not, transform, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So Jesus said, whoever says to this mountain, be moved and cast into the sea. Many people, all they do is talk about their mountain. They're constantly, every time you talk to them. And let me just give you a word of encouragement today. Your ears are not trash cans. You don't have to listen to everybody's garbage. Some people are only in your life to bring you down. And sometimes you just have to cut it off. I love you. God bless you. But I'm not going to listen to this garbage anymore. I'll pray for you, but from a distance. Because every time I get around you, I just feel a weight come on me. And you can't allow other people's garbage to come off on you. Amen. We love people, but at the same time, we have to protect the anointing on our lives. We have to protect the gift of faith that God has placed in us. Amen. So Jesus said, whoever says to, not whoever talks about the mountain, whoever says to the mountain, be removed and cast into the sea. Many people, they just climb their mountains for the, for the rest of their life because they talk about their mountain. And every time you talk about your mountain, your mountain just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And you just end up climbing mountains for the rest of your life. And mountain climbing is hard. I, I drove to the top of, of the canyons over here in, in Waimea yesterday. That was hard, and I was in a vehicle. <laughs> Speak to your mountain. Command it to be moved and cast into the sea. I see every mountain in your life today being moved out of the way and cast into the sea forever in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Get rid of the victim mentality. You're not a victim. You are a victor. You're not waiting to overcome. Don't, don't get a faith for stormy seasons. Don't get a faith for highs and lows. Don't get a faith for, uh, I'm in a wilderness season. The, the only reason the children of Israel were in a wilderness season was because of disobedience to the word of the Lord. So 40 years they wondered, but God still, in their disobedience, provided for them supernaturally. So don't get a faith 
for those kind of seasons. Don't get a faith for, well, if anybody's going to get COVID, it's probably going to be me. What? Shut up. Get a faith for victory. Get a faith for blessing. Get a faith for breakthrough. Hallelujah. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We're not like everybody else. I don't, I don't care what the world, I mean, I do care what the world is going through, but what the world is going through has nothing to do with me. I'm from a city that can never be shaken. I'm founded on the rock that will never be moved. Hallelujah. I'm glad I came this morning. The the Bible says they overcame, not they will overcome. They overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. It's violent faith, man. You say, well, not everybody, you know, is is like that. It has nothing to do with personality. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. I'm not waiting on my breakthrough. I'm not waiting on the Lord. I'm going after it with all my heart. I'm going after God's word. I'm pursuing the Lord. I'm not waiting for breakthrough. By faith, I carry the breakthrough on the inside already. And then in the meantime, of course, like I know people are believing. How many are believing God for things? Okay. Everybody's believing God for something. You're believing God for the breakthrough. You're believing God for this. You're believing God for supernatural provision. You're believing God for increase, whatever. You're believing God for family members. But it's like we go to the Lord, we pray. We lay it at his feet and we go in faith, expecting that we have believed already that we have received from him. But then at that moment, when we've gone in faith to the Lord... And we laid it at his feet and we put it on the altar. And by faith, we've received it already in our spirit. From, the, from that moment until we receive the manifestation of what we prayed for, during that time, we just walk in thanksgiving. I don't complain about it. I don't talk about it anymore. The only thing I do is speak the word only. That's why the man, the centurion said, I don't need you to come to my house, Lord. Just speak the word only. And I know my daughter will be healed. So we just, from that time that we prayed until the manifestation of what we're believing for, we just walk in things. Thank you, Lord, that by your stripes I am healed. Thank you, Jesus. You are my healer. Thank you, Lord. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I don't care. I have pain in my body. I feel it. Whatever. I'm not acknowledging my pain. I'm thanking the Lord that by his stripes I'm, I'm speaking to that. I rebuke that pain in my body. I command it to go. I thank you, Lord, that you said if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me he will quicken and make alive my physical and mortal body lord i thank you that healing is the children's bread i am your child healing is my portion i walk in divine health all the days of my life that's faith we're in the world but we're not of the world we're just passing through but it's that bulldog faith that the lord is looking for for in his people, that bulldog that just bites a hold and doesn't let go. You got to grab a hold of the word and just not let it go no matter what. You think about Jacob, 
how he wrestled with God. What? Are you kidding me? Jacob wrestling with God. He says, I will not let you go until you bless me. And so actually Jacob bit off a little more than he could chew because from that day he walked with swag. What happened? <laughs> what happened to Jacob? Jacob, what happened to you? I got blessed. <laughs> I got blessed. No, the Lord touched him. The Lord blessed him. But it was radical faith. He said, no, I'm not letting go. The Lord spoke to him, let me go. I will not let you go until you bless me. And you got to be like that, that bulldog faith that just grabs a hold of the word of God. I'm not letting go. Man, there's, I'm, I'm out of time. I just got started. <laughs> Hallelujah. Faith is a weapon. And you have to learn to use your faith like a weapon. It is the sword of the spirit that we carry. And you have to use the sword of the spirit to your advantage. Just like Jesus did when the enemy came and tempted him. He did not say anything but the word. All he did was spoke the word. It is written. It is written. It is written. And then the enemy fleed from him. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you. So it's by the word of the Lord that it comes out of your mouth like the sword and like the weapon that it is. And then we lift up the shield of faith that quenches every fiery dart of the enemy. We've been given the name above every name. We have weapons. We've been given the angels of heaven. We've been given the awesome power of the Holy Ghost. And we've been given his word, which he magnifies above his name. You have weapons. Use them. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. Mighty weapons. You are mighty in the Lord. You are a mighty weapon in the Lord's hand to destroy the kingdom of darkness in this island. It's not about just coming to church. There's got to be something that rises up on the inside of you that says enough is enough. Devil, you're not going to have our island. You're not going to have our schools. There's not going to be a mental illness problem on this island with our youth. You're not going to have our children. You're not going to have my family. No, no, no in Jesus' name. You got to get rid of everything casual in your life. There's nothing casual with the Lord. Get rid of casual Christianity. Get rid of going through the motions Christianity. Get rid of anything casual in your life. With faith, there is no plan B. I, I, I hope this, I, I'm not here to get invited back. No, I love you very much, but I could care less if I ever get invited back because my heart is to see this island shaken. My heart is to see the whole Hawaiian chain shaken by the power of God. 
It's not by might nor by power, but by people full of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God. Well, we're just waiting on God. No, you're not waiting on God. God is waiting on you to grab a hold of his word and to step up and step out and do what he's called you to do. Let me, let me just close with this because I, I mean, I could preach four days on this. You know, when my wife and I, we, we were actually pastors at one time, if you can believe that or not. And... Uh, which was a great honor, and we helped launch the church. And our hearts always been, God, we'll go wherever you want us to go. We'll do whatever you want us to do. We'll be whatever you want us to be. Not, not my will, but your will be done. And we cried out to the Lord, Lord, shake us with whatever it's going to take to shake nations. Now, that's, that's our cry, and that's our prayer. But there's things that God has called you to do that they're not just going to happen. Unless you begin, just like the sister was saying this morning, she made the decision. No, she, and she was very wise to encourage everybody not to quit their job. Because if you don't work, you don't eat. That's what the word of God says. But that's, that was the word of the Lord for her. But she could have stayed comfortable in her boat, which was her job. You know, your job can be your source or you can allow God to be your source. Personally, I don't believe your job is your source. I believe your job is your means. God is your source. Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. But you're never going to see the supernatural as long as you're just comfortable in the boat. There's got to come a time in the life of every believer where you grab a hold of the word of God and you step out in faith in the direction that God has called you to move. And God moves with people that move. So we, we were pastoring for about three years. And then we just felt there was, the Lord was putting in our heart a transition. Which we thought we were going to go launch, launch another church. But when we stepped out to do that, that, we realized that that wasn't actually it. What we were feeling in our spirit. So I went in a time of crying out to the Lord. Nine months, I walked to my condo from, from the front door to the back window. Probably wasn't even, probably shorter than that from here to there. For nine months, I was crying out to the Lord. I was working a job. I was working full time. I was crying out to the Lord. I know you've called us. I know you have a plan for us. I know you want to use us. I know you already have used us. I know you are using us already. But there's got to be more. Lord, I need that direction. So I begin to press in. And my wife, she would come to me and she would say, babe, let's just go. And I'd say, go where? And she said, I don't know. Let's just go. And I was like, babe, where? She's, I said, what do you want to do? Just throw our stuff in the car, take off down the highway? And she says, yes. And I said, I don't know, babe. I, I just can't see that. And so she had it in her spirit. And she's had it since a young girl. She saw nations. 
But I just wasn't on the same page. So I had to press in. For nine months, I cried out to the Lord, Lord, come and shake me. Let your fire come upon me. Come and burn everything in my heart out of me that's not of you. Lord, I don't want to do anything else. I'm here. Send me. I will go. I can't do it without your anointing. I can't do it in your, my own strength. Lord, I need you. I need your power. I need your anointing. I need your fire. Come and put it on me, Lord. I thank you. And I begin to pray the prayers of Ephesians. Father, I thank you for a spirit of wisdom and revelation that I may know the hope of your calling that you flood my heart with light every day I pray like and then I would pray in the Holy Ghost for hours every day I was just pressing in and she would go to work before me in the mornings and I would just press in I cry out to Lord God I need your fire and then I'm pretty sure my heathen neighbors are praying for me and they're like God please give him his fire give him your fire so he will please just shut up I said, Lord, whatever's stopping me, whatever's, whatever barrier is there from, from preventing me from moving through, come and blow it up with Holy Ghost dynamite. I must have your plan and purpose for my life. So nine months goes by, and I'm praying in the Holy Ghost one morning, just worshiping the Lord. So Ramando Sekete, Romando Sete, Ramando Sakataramandasi. And all of a sudden, in my spirit, suddenly I hear the voice of the Lord. I get a word from the Lord. You know what he said? Go. Nine months. See, but, but what I realize now is God was doing a work in me. And the greater work you allow God to do in you, the greater work he will do through you. So that, during that whole time, he was pruning me. He was burning junk out of me. He was preparing me. He was equipping me in the secret place of the Most High is where I spent those nine months being prepared for the ministry that he had for us. And so my wife gets home from work that day. I had the day off, and I can't wait for her to get home. She walks in. She has groceries. I said, babe, I got a word from the Lord today. She says, well, what? She drops the groceries. Tell me. I've been waiting for nine months. She didn't say that, but I know that's what she was thinking. <laughs> and I said, okay, babe, the Lord said, go. And she was like, seriously? <laughs> she picks up the groceries and goes into the kitchen. I follow her in the kitchen. I said, no, babe, the Lord said, Go. She says, well, where do you want to go? I said, I don't know. She said, well, what do you want to do? Just get our stuff and just throw it in the SUV and take off down? I said, yes. And she goes, I don't know, babe. I just don't see that. I... <laughs> so I knew, I knew one pastor friend of mine that I actually had met on Oahu years ago. And he wasn't a pastor at the time, but he came to Oahu, and I met him at a church service, and then he ended up staying with me for three months. And uh, he was seeking the Lord for direction, and he just came out to Hawaii just to spend time with the Lord and get away from everything and just to seek God for direction. He had gone to Bible college and everything and uh, already. And so it was during that time that the Lord spoke to him about going to plant a church in New Mexico. And so I knew the guy. And I called him up and I said, hey, brother, listen, this is what we feel in our spirit. This is what we feel God's called us to do. 
we're going to launch out in the ministry on the road, traveling evangelism full time. I said, we, we, we'd, be love, we'd love to come be a blessing to you guys. And he says, great, when can you come? And I'm like, well, if it doesn't creep you out, I'll be there tomorrow, you know? <laughs> and so, <laughs> so we, we gave everything away. By, by the grace of God, we had supernatural favor. We were able to break the lease in our condo. We gave everything we owned away pretty much. And then we threw our luggage in the, in the vehicle and we drove from Tampa, Florida all the way to New Mexico. We didn't have a home to go back to. We didn't have another church to go to. We didn't know what was going to happen next. But by faith, we stepped out on the word of the Lord and the Lord made the crooked path straight. Can I tell you that was six years ago? We've been on the road full time, glory to glory, faith to faith, victory to victory, strength to strength, open door after open door, nation after nation. The Lord has been sending us like Holy Ghost missiles. One step of faith. I'm telling you today, you are one step away from your breakthrough. One step of faith away from the victory that the Lord has already prepared for you. Yeah. Hallelujah. People of faith, say, I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by what I believe. Hallelujah. If you just bow your head just for a moment as we close today. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Can I have just the keyboard, please? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, I'm going to give everybody an opportunity before we close today. If there's anybody here today, you, you've never made Jesus your Lord and your Savior. I want to give you that opportunity today. I'm not talking about you know God, you know God, or you know about God, or you know God through your family. You know God through your parents. You know God through the pastor. Do you, do you have intimacy? Do you have a personal relationship? Do you have assurance of your salvation today? Was there ever a time where you made a public decision for Jesus Christ? If you haven't, I want to give you that opportunity today. You know, there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Nobody's meant to go to a devil's hell because 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ, he paid the price. His blood was shed for you and for me on Calvary so that we could have eternal life with him. The Bible says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the Bible says that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Do you have the assurance of your salvation today? Are you 100% sure? If you went home today, breathed your breath out on your pillow, your last breath, would you spend eternity with Jesus in heaven? Life is not a game. It's not a game of chance. There aren't many roads that lead to God. There is one way. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Nobody comes to the Father but only by me. 
If Jesus is the way, if Jesus is the truth, there can't be another truth and there cannot be another way. Secondly, if you're here today, you say, you know what? I used to be a faith-filled, fiery believer. I used to be on fire for God, but something happened and it like rocked your world like a Mack truck from hell came out of nowhere. And, and for whatever reason, it just caused your heart to grow cold and you're not serving God like you should. You're not on fire like you used to. You lost your joy. You lost the joy of your salvation. You lost the freedom and the liberty that the Holy Spirit bring, had once brought to your life. Maybe it was a loss of a job, a loss of a loved one. Maybe it was a sudden divorce. A family member hurt you. Maybe, maybe it was an offense. Maybe somebody even in the church, you got offended. Somebody offended you in the church. And your heart's gone hard. But today, Jesus will come. He'll take out the stony heart. He'll put in a heart of flesh. He'll put a new spirit in you today. He'll wash you white as snow. Maybe it's the hidden things of the heart that nobody knows about. Pride, unforgiveness, jealousy, anger, lust, addiction. You've opened the door, some area of your life. And it's become a stronghold. But today, you want to leave this place free. Not by the hand of man, but by the hand of God. If that's anybody in this place today, with every head bowed and every eye closed, will you just raise your hand and say, yes, include me in the prayer we're going to pray today. Thank you, ma'am. I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Say yes to Jesus. Thank you, sir. I see your hand. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. God bless you. This is personal. This is between you and the Lord. It's none of anybody else's business. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want everybody just to look at me. I want to ask you if, you, if you raised your hand today, would you be so bold just to come out from where you are and meet me here at the altar so that we can pray together? I would love the honor and the privilege to pray with you today. You say, well, why, why do I have to come forward? It's because by coming forward, you're telling the devil and every demon in hell that I'm stepping out of the old today and I'm stepping into the new that God has for me. I'm leaving the past behind. I'm leaving everything behind me and I'm pressing on for the high prize that Jesus has for my life. Would you come and just allow me to pray with you and for you today? Would you just step out? You say, well, what will people think? Who cares what people think? What does that have to do with anything? When you stand before the Lord, your friends and your family, they're not going to stand with you. It's going to be you and Jesus. At that point, it won't, who cares what anybody thinks? It's none of anybody's business. This is personal. It's between you and Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just Would you guys just come, come right here so I can pray together with you folks? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Anybody else, you know you need to come. You're not coming to a man today. You're coming to Jesus. I'm representing him. God's dealing with your heart. And you know you need to come. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to lead you all in a prayer today. And one prayer fits all. It doesn't matter what, what call you responded to or why. This is a prayer for everybody. I want you just to close your eyes, put your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Pray this prayer with your heart and your lips out loud. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you today in the name of your Son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your word, if I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior and God has raised him from the dead, I will be saved. Jesus, come into my heart afresh today. Take out the stony heart. Put in a heart of flesh. Restore the joy of my salvation. Wash me and cleanse me today. Set me free. I give you my whole life in exchange for yours. I turn my back on the things of this world. I turn my back on sin. And I choose to follow you. I give you all of me. For all of you. Now say, I am saved. I am forgiven. I am born again. The past is the past. All things are new. I am a new creation. Jesus is my Lord. And my Savior. And heaven is my home. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.